Vox Bus. Put love forth first and give others the benefit of the doubt and spread a a life philosophy of of understanding and kind of empathize with others and myself in whatever situation that would arise that could be interpreted as a sort of cause of conflict. Welcome everybody to the podcast Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. folks, welcome to this episode on a father and son conversation. I have a conversation with my 23-year-old son, Xander, who is living in the Netherlands, going to university with his girlfriend, Emma, and they are here on summer break. So we have a conversation about many things, and we talk about how Xander got me into doing podcasting. We talk about how our father and son relationships and the importance of having good communication that includes lots of appreciations versus a focus on punitive and disciplining and punishments and what a good teacher is. Xander shares several of his philosophies of life that he lives by, crystallized during his teenage years and widened through his gap year that he had when he was 20 years old in Denmark at IPC, International People's College, a peace college that had students from over 30 different countries. We talk about a recent family conflict that all four of us moved through and how he stays optimistic through the challenges our world is facing now. And before we get on to the episode, I have a few housekeeping items that I want to talk about. I want to mention our sponsor for this episode, Gyro Creative. And Gyro Creative is out of Detroit, Michigan, owned and operated by my dear friends, Matt and Angela. Gyro Creative is an identity studio. They are not an advertising agency. They are not a marketing consultancy or a branding firm. They help clients define who they are and how they are known. And together with their clients, they develop identities that inspire people to connect in a greater meaning, identities that incite action, build culture, and unite community and promote change. So check them out on their website at gyrocreative.com. And you can go to the show notes to click on the hyperlink to get directly to their website. I also want to get that shout out to people that have donated recently this past week Christy in Asheville, North Carolina. Thank you so much. And Joanna in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Thank you very much for donating to the podcast. It's a big help. Those of you that feel inclined to do so, you can check out my website, heartsharecounseling.com. Click on support the podcast page and you can give a one-time donation or a monthly donation. Thank you so much. Be greatly appreciated. Keep doing this work get it out. And speaking about getting it out, uh, those of you that are listening to uh, my podcast on Apple Podcasts, I would love if you would 
give a review, and that would be great. Get some numbers up there to give a review. I'm told that that's really beneficial. I'm learning how to do the marketing thing here. Okay, well, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy this conversation that I have with my son. Hey, son. Hey, Dad. <laughs> thanks for doing this with me. I'm really excited to get to have a little conversation with you on my podcast episode. You were, have been just an integral part of me doing this podcast. I mean, you were the reason why I got involved because you've been involved with podcasting, uh, listening to podcasts since you were, what, 15, 14? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, how, did you, how did you get involved in podcasts? That's a good question. I think maybe I was watching podcasts on YouTube, so I was, you know, visualizing the video as well as listening to it, and it was probably like the Joe Rogan experience. He was he the first that you I got? imagine so. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably yeah, around fourteen, mm-hmm. something like that. What was it about podcasts that you know you got just really hooked on? I mean, hooked on a good way because. I mentioned another podcast. You had such a beautiful regime in the morning before you went to high school. You would listen to podcasts in the morning. You'd come home in the afternoon. It was kind of like your your self education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would say. It was uh, another way to yeah to self educate and to learn things on your own. And and also, I just always listened to books on audio tape when I was younger. So it was kind of like a natural progression and. Yeah, and I also found that I really enjoyed the format and had the patience for, especially long-form conversations. But not only that, I also started to really um, just enjoy hanging out and listening to a podcaster and, and kind of feeling like getting to know a stranger or a person that I may never meet in person, but would have the ability to yeah hang out with them for hours at a time and be a fly on the wall and in their conversations and you've been listening to a couple guys for a while like joe rogan aubrey marcus duncan trussell and i remember you saying that you felt that you had a like a relationship you were kind of like vested in what was going on in their lives and that's how some of the connection came for you yeah that was really cool to uh you know kind of have not really mentors but people that weren't my peers, but that were much older than me and that I could feel like I had this sort of artificial friendship with in a way that, you know, you get to know them and kind of maybe how people feel towards celebrities that they see in movies that they identify to and they they feel really connected to that, that they'll never meet and that they feel like they know well. And this was kind of that, but more in a more personal level and, and more realistic in the way that they were being more authentic and just it was live often and it was just them just talking and not planning what they were gonna talk about really why did you think that i would be good at a podcast or i remember you brought it up a few years ago dad you should do a podcast and i was like what you crazy man i gotta do a podcast Mm -hmm. and uh but you kind of stuck with it giving me these gentle nods of Mm. of doing a podcast yeah i mean podcasting so unique that you can just listen to what someone has to say another human on this planet that is probably so far away from you and that you know another time in history we would never really have access to that kind of thing unless it was maybe written down in a book somewhere or something so 
to really kind of establish these or to be able to yeah get to know or to listen to what someone else has to say about their thoughts and and having conversations with other people that you develop a sort of connection to them and you're sort of yeah invested in their whole perspectives and and their opinions and so why me why did why did you think i'd be good at it well just because i i loved it so much and that there was a lot of people that i admired a lot and that i began to kind of not idolize but really look up to in many ways and i thought that you being a person that i felt that way for in my life that others should if you wanted to spread your thoughts and and have conversations with others for other people to share in that's a really special opportunity and that you would be great for that and having a great voice and and being a good speaker and a good public speaker and having a lot to say and so i thought that that would be a perfect match and i would personally love to listen to myself and especially since i would be you know traveling a lot or you know be living far away from you eventually that it would be great to have that connection with you as well yeah because when you brought that up you were you were living in, in i think netherlands or maybe just just moving to netherlands so you were already in europe for a year and i thought to myself wow that this is can also be a good way for me to just have you listen to me some of my thoughts some of my beliefs and uh you get to hear me maybe once a week if if you tune in so for me that was also a way for you and your girlfriend emma for me to have a connection with you both when you're living overseas so that was really sweet and you really gave me a lot of um, encouragement and i think some of the springboard of the courage to to do it so thanks thanks for thanks for doing that my pleasure and i love that that's what we do a lot in our relationship and you know, we bounce a lot of things off of each other for inspiration. And you've been a, you know, you're my son, but you've been a tremendous inspiration in my life too. Just the way that you're living your life and the way that you're focused on how you want to walk in the world. Um, I'm just so proud of how you want to walk in the world as a human being and how you treat other people. Mm, thank you. Yeah. And I very much feel the same way about you. And, and that's why I love your podcast so much too. And and just to, yeah, to have a sort of archive that you're creating that I, as your son, will be able to kind of forever listen to. And we take photos of our family videos. We try to capture these moments and, and maybe someone has written a book and that's their sort of philosophies or a lot of their thoughts that they have written down. And, and for their family, that's probably really special to have and to be able to go back to and, yeah, relive how this person was and how they thought and how they are so for me it's on a deeper level that's it's more of having a sort of time capsule of of your philosophies and and of conversations and of your mannerisms and intonations and all that to, <laughs> to really have for the rest of my life and wow. and especially you know to see how that will evolve too as you continue this process it's really cool and maybe that aspect of your children get to listen to me, you know, in some form and so pass down mm -hmm. a little bit of a, a legacy and and even this podcast, our first podcast together, that can be in the future of our family. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah, like I would love to have, you know, if your father did a kind of podcasting or some kind of, 
you know, voice recording of him speaking and the way he was and what he thought about and to have all that would be really priceless too. So yeah, it's super special. Yeah. Cause that's the one part that I have sadness around that you never got to meet him. Mm-hmm. He, Me too. Yeah. My father died when I was 29 and I had you when you were born when I was 33. So you never got to meet him. So you get to just hear through stories that I tell you and pictures and so forth, but you know, you don't get the, the real 3d. So something like this would be cool too, to be able to listen to his voice, his mannerisms, his thought processes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess why I love kind of watching a video recorded podcast as well is to get the whole, see the whole picture, see this whole person and how they are. And that makes you, you know, even more connected to them and feel like, you know, someone even more if you get to really see them not only hear them talk so i would love for you in the future to also (laughs) have the chance to record your record right here in your bedroom man that'd be cool (laughs) to record some video so others can see you too and and then of course i will have that recorded in video too right so i get the best of all those not only the audio well that's something to think about um and really put into our relationship because i've loved how we've been in our relationship. We used to have so many boys days, we called them boys days, and you and I just really hung out and outside of just mom and we formed our own relationship. And as I talked about on other podcasts, how I was really tight with my father in many ways, it was wonderful for me to be able to feel the reverse of being able to have that relationship as a father to you. And I'm kind of curious just from your standpoint, what do you think the quality is of our relationship that make it positive, that makes it beneficial, that makes it uh, thrive, that other people can hopefully put some attention to in their relationship. Yeah. I think that we really are good friends and we try really hard every day to be as present with each other and as loving and as honest as we can and over time we've just kind of cultivated that to a deeper place and you know we're really good at addressing challenges together or having deep connections and we've just been working on that for our whole relationship together and it's become really beautiful but I think you're especially talented at kind of fostering that kind of thing and and I think I've learned a lot from you and we've just grown together with that. Mm, I feel it's good. You know, when you say about that, we're, that we're friends, uh, I hear in my other ear, you know, parents saying you can't be friends or you shouldn't be friends with your kids. And I, I call bullshit on that. Cause I think we can be both, you know, there's time. The reason why I consider us some friends, I really like you. I mm. like hanging out with you. We have a good time, but we, when I need to feel the energy of father and, give you some of my thoughts or opinions, advice. Uh, we are able to get right into that. I don't want to say role, but that part of our life. So yeah, I appreciate that you consider me um, a friend, somebody that you can be honest with and open with. And our relationship, I think over the years, we really established that. To me, it was so important to think about, I want to focus on our relationship and not so much on the content that was going on, whether it was you know, some challenges with some other areas, whether it was, you know, the things that people have challenges with their kids, that 
discipline, whether it comes to drugs or sex or all kinds of things. Dishonesty, miscommunication. Dishonesty, miscommunication, you know, holding back, yeah, all of that. I don't want to focus on how to have conversations around that. I wanted to focus on our relationship so that it was going to be easy to have conversations about challenging things. And I think we, we established that so well between us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it didn't really cause those kind of issues to linger or to even really develop so much because there was such trust and communication and honesty. Yeah. I had somebody ask me about boundaries with children and, you know, how to deal with boundaries and not have guilt. And one thing that I said was with us, there was definitely, I think we had boundaries in our relationship and talked about them and uh, instilled them in many ways, but it was the foundation of appreciation that allowed those boundaries to be able to be respected. You know, when I would think I would put up a certain boundary about something, you respected it, and I believe it was because of all the time that we spent with acknowledging and validating and, and appreciating who we are in each other's lives that we just didn't uh, blow off, you know, a boundary because you would give me boundaries too, you know, a boundary around if you felt I was maybe coming down too hard or, you know, (laughs) I mean, even, you know, I don't know if this is a boundary, but this really sticks in my mind when you might've been like around 14 or 15 and you were playing a video game and it was a, I don't know, some type of like fighting war video game. And I was standing behind you and, and I was like, man, they're, they're just training you to kill Arabs. And there was a game that was a war and there was Arabs. You could tell it was in the Middle East. And you just kept playing. You said, hey, Dad, well, you know, um, you could also switch. You can be the Arab and, and kill the Americans or whatever. And, and I was just kind of huffing and puffing. And, and a few minutes later, you just said to me, as you were continuing to look at the screen and playing, you said, hey, Dad. And I'm like, yeah. Are you finished judging yet? <laughs> I was like, man, you are so right, man. You're just, just playing this game. And, and that was your boundary. But the way that you gave it to me was just a beautiful teaching. It was like, hey, Dad, come on. You know, I'm just playing this game. And, you know, you don't have to judge about it. And uh, that was a great little boundary that you put up. And so a lot of that was just the establishment of our, our deep relationship that we had of respect and deep kindness and also, I think, low stress in our house. There was something that you spoke to some years ago and you thanked me and mom for creating an environment that you had low stress. Any thoughts about that? Yeah, I think that's important. And like you said in that example you gave, like I think that situation could have gone many ways depending on other people's relationships together. And that could have been a very stressful moment and yeah, a point of contention and power you know, struggle. Yeah. Right. Something that someone would still, you know, think about. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's it's probably very important to try to avoid as many of those unnecessary conflicts as you can to sort of not create a trend of of negativity or of judgment and stress inducing qualities in your relationships. You are a person that, in my experience, are easy to let go of something fast. And I don't know where you got that, 
But, and I'm serious, like you are really good at that, of not letting things kind of just stick and let go. So that to me was really beautiful. When I maybe would do something that would be adverse and I would walk in your room and I would apologize to you and you would say, thanks dad, you know, that's cool, that's all right. And you would let it go. You wouldn't hold things. And I see you out, out in the world too. You give a lot of people benefit of the doubt. You're really, really good at giving people the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Yeah, that's something that I definitely resonate with and that I've really put a lot of focus on in my life to try and minimize my judgments of others or myself in a in retrospect or, or whatever, a road rage situation or anything like that. I think that in life you, you just come across so many situations where you could be outraged by whatever someone else is doing, something in the external that disrupts your in, internal mindset and, and really throws you off and you can let that bother you for, or I mean, it will bother you for a long, long time. And I used to really kind of struggle with something would really kind of bother me for a very long time. And it was so hard to shake it off. And after a while, I just started really to realize that that's something that I really wanted to try and avoid and try to find out what I could do to stop letting things get to me so much. And and really over time, just sort of trying to put love forth first and try to give others the benefit of the doubt and to sort of spread a a life philosophy of, of understanding and, and to kind of empathize with others and myself in whatever situation that would arise that could be interpreted as a sort of cause of conflict or anything like that. Did your friends do that too? That thought process of really going and letting love go forth in the focus of giving people benefit, the doubt and so forth. I remember there were times that I had judgments of some of your friends' actions, but you you didn't allow it to be taken advantage of. Like you skipped over that in some way and, and saw that they had different intentions or they can correct their intentions and give them benefit of the doubt. So I never thought that you were being taken advantage of, but I was really surprised of how you, yeah, were able to let go of some of those inappropriate decisions they may have made. Mm -hmm. It's important to really not take yourself so seriously or what others do so seriously, because, I mean, we make mistakes all the time, and I would love for them to be forgiven as, as soon as they can, because I'm sure in some situations the regret for them is so strong that it, it shouldn't warrant someone else being so triggered by that. And, and so, yeah, my friends, like if, if anything happened, I, I like to cultivate a sort of perspective where I could just forgive them or, or sort of just let that kind of thing not bother me and, and hopefully feel that they would, they would do the same for me if it was just a little mistake or something that they said that, you know, I mean, it's so hard to really be fully present or express yourself in the exact way that you would like to. And that almost never happens. So I think really to kind of recognize that and that, you know, our lives are so busy and so many things could happen that are just someone's not focused or paying attention really. And then they say something or do something that potentially collides with whatever someone else said or did something. And all these things kind of compound into a sort of problem or something that would bother you. And, and it's about kind of dodging these things throughout the day to manifest your 
life path that that avoids all these obstacles that are sort of lessons that might depending on how you react could shape the rest of your day or your emotions or shake you out of the path that you're trying to lead throughout the day or throughout your life eventually i'm not gonna go out on the limb and try to understand like where you got that that quality or even want to brag and say oh yeah you know that's some of the qualities i'm really curious like how did you cultivate you know those qualities you know that's a teaching that you embodied yourself and i'm just really curious i have thoughts about how you grew up of thoughts about you know the different podcasts of course that you would share with me and listen to that was on such a deep level of understanding love to other people and self-care and benefit the doubt and self-responsibility and things like that but i'm just curious from your standpoint of how'd you cultivate all that not really sure what what combination of what influences would have kind of helped me to do that but i think just more than anything maybe recognizing the the feelings after something like that would happen and and then really kind of thinking to myself how would i like to respond to this in the future or you know how would i like to conduct myself in the world as my idealized self or an older version of me you know it's there's always kind of that platitude of like think about how yourself would feel about that looking back on it if you were an older version of yourself but i like to kind of think of that as you know a day older rather than years older and Mm -hmm. and kind of can you respect yourself and then even you know shorten that timeline to a couple hours or a minute right and then you can very quickly sort of feel the how you feel from whatever it was that made you feel that way and and try and kind of address that quickly and and I, I really didn't like having those kind of things linger. I don't like letting a sort of negative interaction or something I said that might have hurt someone or something that maybe someone did or said that hurt me, let that bother me for so long. Because there's a sort of guilty pleasure in that too, of mm-hmm. like sometimes being out of balance in the negative and kind of being annoyed or angry is this sort of oddly pleasurable or addicting feeling that is very hard to reconcile and do the work that would get you out of that energy and it's this sort of intoxicating thing that feels kind of good that you're justified in your anger towards someone because of whatever happened or in your annoyance or all that and I just really kind of recognized early that I really wanted to avoid that kind of thing lingering Mm. It would weigh on my conscience and shape how I would kind of, you know, express myself for the remainder of of however long that would affect me. So moving away from that and and learning how to do the things that I could do to reconcile that and to remedy the situation, whether it was to apologize to someone for if it was something that I did or to forgive whatever it was that made me feel angry or... Well, you, you did that well with me, you know, I mean, in our interactions at times, I mean, you didn't let things stick. You came up to me and you would either voice some things that were bothering you or you came right away with an apology. And I think that that's what was so beautiful when I look back about our relationship that we, we didn't hold on to stuff. Mm. There, wasn't, there wasn't a lot of things underneath the surface that got in the way of our connection of really loving each other and seeing who we were and who we are. And that's what I love about uh, 
how you've been able to show me in some way because I, I hold and sometimes I know that it hasn't been good in in the past. I've talked about I, having my Scorpio moon that mom says and hold a little bit of grudges and you've been an inspiration because I've watched you how you are able to let go and just move. So thanks so much for that that inspiration. Mm. What what do you think in our relationship, you know, as father and son, when you reflect back on what are some of the things that, and maybe even that you would take and instill of you being a father based on the experience that you maybe had with me? Some of the things that, that in the past you look upon it, you know, I, I think appreciations in our lives has been a huge foundation of what created our deep connection and our love for each other and seeing each other in that way and how we've exchanged it as a family and how I stress that in my work. I think how deeply important that is to be able to voice details and nuances, appreciations on many different levels so we're really seen and heard by people in our lives. I would agree with that. I think that's very important. I think from a young age, that's probably one of the most important things that you can do and should be cultivated in relationships together. Amongst other things, trust, um, honesty, and allowing freedom. If it's a father and a son and a, a young son, I guess, to allow them to make mistakes or to... How was that for us? When you when you reflect back upon the, the amount of freedom that you felt, maybe that I, I don't want to say gave you, but in some way, yeah, cultivated. How was that for you? I had a lot of freedom, mm. I think. And I think for me, that was very impactful. Mm. Yeah, I think I was able to really grow in many of the ways that I admire about myself through that freedom and find my own way through that freedom as well to not feel kind of stress or guilt towards other people's expectations as much as I probably would have been if I didn't have so much independence. So I think that's really important for people. And I see that in others that don't experience that, that they kind of have some issues around that. Do you feel I ever gave you certain expectations? I'm just curious of looking back on like, well, what expectations did I instill that, I don't know, either was beneficial to you or not? Any thoughts? I could think of probably beneficial things like uh, an expectation of a certain amount of integrity Hmm. and to live up to that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of big on that, you know. I would always, you know, say things like about, uh, hey man, just make some good decisions tonight, you know, when mm-hmm. you go out or, to me, it was about integrity. You know, that's the pride that I have with you is that you're such an integral person and I keep instilling that, but I don't feel like forced that on you, but mm-hmm. I know that you knew that that was important to me and maybe how I was in my life and talking about my own integrity or lack of it, but you knew that that was something that was important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think good teachers can really help students or or people grow by letting them live their lives by, of course, their own compass, but not kind of judging them or punishing them if if they let them down or something like that, rather to be a sort of guide star of qualities that they would respect and, and therefore you wouldn't want to, you know, do something that this person would kind of not respect of you and... I think it's important to have those kind of role models in your life. To and that was with us. You. Yeah. That, that you felt that with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't remember, 
you know, really instilling any punishments, you know, to you. I know that that's kind of sounds kind of weird as a parent, but you didn't give us a lot of things at all to feel like we had to put punitive. To me, it was more about communicating when I would tell you things that didn't feel right or I felt like I, it was out of integrity and, mm-hmm. and you owned it. I don't remember. Was yeah, there any punishments? No, I mean, well, I, I think there's other ways. Grounded, yeah, maybe minor <laughs> punishments, but hmm. I think there's other ways to do that, mm-hmm. right? Like kind of more mature ways that a sort of adult would resonate with as far as like, are you going to punish someone for missing an assignment or are you going to really tell them how honestly disappointed you were that they didn't live up to the character that you thought that they were and then if they're honest with you in that situation then it can be like a a real beautiful milestone and a a growing point for both of you to kind of not necessarily form a negative from any kind of mistake or loss of trust or something like that and turn it into something better that can perpetuate a more deep relationship going forward what do you like about our hangout like when we hang out together throughout our lives what is it that you've enjoyed i'm just curious to know i mean i've always just enjoyed just being around you we have a great sense of humor with each other we exchange a lot of interesting intellectual dialogue from all kinds of things of uh, astronomy and, and the universe and laws of the universe to nutrition and the way, the way that people treat each other. What is it about the energy that we hang that resonates with you? I mean, it's like all the, the good times that you share with, with other people have certain kind of qualities about them. And, and I think that we really share a lot of those together. We're just easy on each other. We're, we enjoy being in, e- in each other's company. We love each other and trust each other and just have a lot of fun together and we kind of bounce ideas off each other and help each other grow our perspectives and debate each other and use each other as a sort of just a deep friend to really be able to spend time with and someone that you never feel any negativity towards. So it's always Mm. someone that you look forward to be with. And I think that's true of all good friends and of all good relationships together. It's something that you look forward to and that there's no expectations at all and that you however know that it's going to be a good time and yeah that's how i feel with us you know when, when we're hanging i remember when you were talking about coming home for the summer and you said uh, i just really have a different perspective a little bit on things of what i really appreciate and not take for granted in some ways just whether it was the the land around our area and or the house and just little things and so there was a level of awareness that you had that was heightened just about um really embracing what you really love about your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and whether that's just growing older and, and developing a deeper appreciation for everything, but also, you know, not being around you for a long period of time or an area of my home or anything like that, you really kind of grow the love you have for it and it becomes even sweeter and you cherish the time more and and you appreciate it more deeply and to come back and experience it again it's you know so rewarding Hmm. yeah i know a lot of parents are talking about when their kids go to school and and they're like that they're out or there's a certain age that they feel that they should be out i mean you're going to make your decisions of where you want to be and want to live but i love having you around you know every time that you're around i never think about geez when the hell are you going to get out you know i mean i just 
love seeing you in the morning when I wake up and and we exchange. We always exchange a hug, nice, deep, beautiful, resonating hug with each other. And we express I love yous constantly to each other. I just love having these conversations about the future of the world with you. You know, you're, you're such an optimistic person about what's happening in the world and all the incredible technologies and all the goodness that's in the world with all the shit that's happening right now and the challenges. And I just love the way that you see your your future. Where did that fucking come from? I, mean, I, I hope it came from, you know, you, you grew up in a family that was positive and looked for aspects of the positivity in, in life, but you've really taken it to another level. Shoot, I know where you got that from. You got that from mom. She is so good at doing that. Yeah, I think that's probably a lot of it. I think it's important to get that, you know, right at home. And I think you guys have been a big part of helping me to be more positive and hopeful about the way things are and and to kind of have perspective and try not to be so inundated with all the, you know, negative news or everyone else's kind of doom and gloom attitudes all the time. And you're so good at letting that just go brush off of your shoulder in many ways. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to really focus on the hope. Did that have something to do with too recently in you know last three years? What three years ago you were in a international called International Peace College in Denmark, where you were around uh, young people in their early twenties, late twenties, from you know forty five different countries. Was that some of the aspect of a globalization in your mind of how incredible the world is? Yeah, I think that definitely helped to grow the perspective. I was certainly pretty optimistic before that, but living with so many people from different countries and and really growing to get to know them so well and and love these people, that really, really was such an eye-opener of how similar everyone is and the human level that everyone has and, and this love for each other that I think we can really cultivate and grow a a beautiful future together where there doesn't have to be this doomsday perspective or, you know, exclusivity overall. And You're so good at reframing a lot of things that have negativity towards the positivity and mom's really good at that. So I know that, that there was an influence in that, but uh, that's part of the like friendship teaching that I get from you. Maybe I'll say something and you give it a good reframe to get me back on the track that you know that I want to be. A lot of times you do it in humor, which is great because then it doesn't come across to me in in a harsher way, but in a real soft way. So thanks for like putting me back on track sometimes and in the positive way that I want to walk in the world. Yeah. I really like that about our family that we, we all do that to each other at different times and we all kind of get in these, I don't know, slumps or, you know, you'll kind of say something without really, believing what you're saying or really kind of feeling what you're saying and and maybe someone will check you on that and and then you'll be like oh you know you're right like i don't know why i was being so down about that or whatever or the other way around even if someone's being too optimistic about something and keeping each other in check and and sort of having this reality check in in both sides of that and even in conflict like a few nights ago we had this conflict going on and we worked it really well you know we all owned our stuff and kept each other in a in a good check in a way of uh, just bringing up 
validation of what the other one was experiencing, um, not defending and, and explaining ourselves, but really taking ownership, but at the same time, putting up some, some boundaries. And I just love the way that we went through as a family and, you know, worked that through and didn't hold anything on. So good for us, man. Mm. I was really happy with that. Yeah, that was a good example of some communication done right in, in the conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we're going to have opportunities to be able to work through a lot of challenges that are going to come up in our lives, and I'm just so grateful that you're willing to do that. I am just so deeply grateful for our relationship and and what we have and how we think about each other and how we feel towards each other. It's one of the greatest gifts for me that I'm experiencing in my life, not just as a father, but as a person. And uh, as you're getting older, you're 23 now, and how we're developing this relationship of really seeing each other as human beings, I consider you a dear, 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 dear human being, close friend and combination of my son. It's just phenomenal to be able to to have that. So thanks for taking part in this. Mm, absolutely. I feel the same way as a son to a father. It's a, a deep blessing and I'm so appreciative for it. It's really mm. profound and I love it. So we'll have many days to be able to venture on this and we have three more weeks here before you head back to the Netherlands and uh, thanks for giving me this this hour in, in, in your room and setting up the podcast studio back up and uh, having a conversation with me. Yeah, it was great to talk about it. <laughs> I love you, son. I love you too, Dan. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today faster and easier. Try it for free at oxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Oxbus. Oxbus.